0: Hello and welcome to the Doorbell Building Community Podcast. I'm here with Ted Tai, founding partner of National Development for episode number eight, and we are thrilled to have you here, Ted. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Ben, and I appreciate you inviting me to Paris for
0: this uh, interview. Exactly. We are right here in Paris, Massachusetts, also known as Newton, at NatDev headquarters. We're excited to be here. Here at World Headquarters in Newton Lower Falls. Exactly. So, Ted, tell us a little more about you
1: uh you probably will immediately lose listeners because uh it's a fairly boring story but uh, uh I grew up in the area, I grew up in Haverhill and um, went to Tufts University, went to Harvard Business School and started um, National Development uh, back in the mid 80s with um Tom Alpern, one of my classmates from Harvard and we've uh, been joined by some other partners and Lots of other people we started out at about five people, and we're roughly two hundred people
0: right now All right, so, what are some exciting projects that you're working on right now
1: we've we're, we're doing a lot in the area it's been a pretty robust real estate market, and you know one of the nice things that we've done over the years is that we have a real diversity in our product, so we are involved in multifamily. We're involved in senior housing. We're involved in retail. We're involved in um, office and um, in industrial, as well. So we kind of run in hotel. So we kind of run the gamut of a lot of different projects, and a lot of different project types. And um, one of the fun things in this market is that uh, we're doing a lot of mixed use. So we've finally had an opportunity to kind of blend a lot of those different product types together so just a couple of projects we're working on we've been continuing to work on our ink block project in the south end Um, we've just opened in cleveland circle a project called the circle uh, which is a hotel and a luxury senior housing community uh, in burlington massachusetts we continue on the district burlington a very large office community Uh, spent my morning today up at uh, Walk and Sudbury, which is a, another mixed-use project with um, retail anchored by a Whole Foods and uh, residential and senior housing, uh, and I could go on. We have a, we really have a very, very full plate right now.
0: Yeah, I think we, we see a lot of that uh, here at Dorval. obviously working with the entire multifamily portfolio, Ink Block, Marcus Street, Station Landing, the list goes on, and we've seen the Whole Foods anchored uh, the communities to a lot of the communities right down the street, right here in Newton, with Woodland. So we get to see a lot of them on our daily commutes, which is exciting.
1: Exciting for me too. <laughs> uh, you know, having done this for thirty plus years, um, we've been very proud of what we've done, and it's uh, it's actually nice to ride around the community and be able to see projects that we've that our company's done. You know, in virtually every community in eastern Massachusetts.
0: So so, let's take a step back and kind of talk a little bit about that thirty years of experience and kind of looking forward with that. So, what are some exciting changes that you're seeing in the real estate space, or specifically in the multifamily space, <clears throat> that are kind of top of mind for you? Well, real estate
1: changes all the time. You know, some of the fundamentals of real estate may always be the same. Um, the way we acquire, the way we develop, the way we market um, have all changed dramatically. I think the you know the digital era has. Hit us right between the eyes, and uh, and if we uh, if we don't keep up with technology, um, you're n- you're just not going to succeed in this marketplace. Um, so, you know, Doorbell is a great example of it. Working with you guys, but um, we've we've really tried. And the name of the game in our business is we create communities, and we do it for good reasons. There's some great altruistic reasons that you. You like to, uh, yeah, you know, have uh, happy communities. But the reason you have happy communities is because you don't like turnover. Absolutely. And um, the, you want your occupancy rates as high as can be. And every time you turn over an apartment, there's a cost to it. So by, uh, on the multifamily front, building these communities where, people almost feel like they're part of a club that they never want to leave. Um, that's a. That that's a big part of creating some special, you know, places on the multifamily front.
0: Absolutely. I think that was one of the things that we were thrilled to hear and to, to kind of partner with National Development on is, is really building those communities, further working with on-site teams, the team here in Newton, and just really kind of bringing that to the next level. And I think that's what we're extremely passionate about as a company.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I, when I go back and I do, I do look at history a lot, and I think when you develop in Boston, you... You always have a great sense of the history of the area and um i I look at what we're doing today as really going back, going way yep. back to traditional communities absolutely and reinventing them in a in a new sort of way and it may be in some ways that technology is the thing that ties people together, but you know people want that generally want that kind of small town environment that they could that we had historically, and you know that means bringing doorbells together. It means making it easy for you to have a dog in the building. It means having great walkable or accessible amenities. Um, Today it means really paying attention to fitness, um, which is a big thing that people want, or recognizing the way people's lifestyles have changed. So the fact that I can go from my apartment and without going outside I can go into Whole Foods and Whole Foods will give me a prepared meal um, that's the way that people want to live and I get approached all the time by people saying you know I just like like it's something unusual I have this really busy lifestyle right and that doesn't involve me coming home and cooking gourmet meals every right. night um, so I'd like some place where I have a built in social life where I can yeah. eat where I can socialize where I can actually I have my essential services done um, and that's in the multifamily sector You know, more and more what we try to provide differently in different places, yes. a little different in the city than in the
0: suburbs. Absolutely, and I think it, it's interesting, one of the big assumptions that we had you know, three years ago when starting Doorbell was, you know, communities where, you know, folks are busy would be less robust communities. And we're actually seeing the exact opposite, right? When somebody is a very busy, you know, medical resident working in, you know, a hospital, when somebody is a consultant or an investment banker or technologist, you name it, and doesn't have that opportunity to go out and seek his or her own community, Mm -hmm. bringing it directly to his or her lobby, to her resident lounge, to his rooftop deck is, is just so important and so impactful.
1: It is. And you know, there there is really an excitement in living in the city. I mean yeah. I I moved uh, I moved from the suburbs to the city four years ago. Yes. Um, you know, and I think if you, get, you you have to walk the walk and, yeah. uh, and but it's it's exciting to be in the city. Absolutely. I, I I have to It's an experience. Well uh, yeah, and I and, and to build good communities I have to experience it. I have to be on the T and understand what it's like to get around the city. Yeah. And, you know, I think transportation has played a big role in that in Boston. Absolutely. Um, that is one of the reasons, while people might say, well, the T is broken and the T needs fixing, T is a pretty good system. It's actually reasonably uh, easy to get around the city, yeah. whether you're walking or taking public transportation or using alternate forms like um, like uh, blue bikes or, yeah. um, or Ubers or Lyfts. But that is a lot of the reason that people do move here, that, uh, you know, if you, as I drive west uh, from the city um, most mornings, I look and see the cars backing up on the Mass Pike. It's not fun. Um, I'm glad I'm not spending two hours of my day doing that.
0: Absolutely. I think it's becoming increasingly a more important amenity, just proximity. We are moving our offices here Mm -hmm. at Doorbell to downtown crossing because we will be at the nexus of the green line the orange line the red line the commuter rail I mean you name it blue bikes I mean it's it's just so important nowadays to be able to access and it's interesting because that was not an assumption that was made you know 10-15 years ago when technologies like teleconferencing and Skype and go to meeting and you name it the Mm -hmm. phone Mm -hmm. and it's interesting if anything those technologies have increased the premium to proximity and the serendipity Mm -hmm. of kind of face-to-face interaction I think that's something very human it's something that we it is really it, i'd always
1: rather have that in-person meeting but um i'll use uh, go to meeting or zoom or one of those yeah. platforms uh, to avoid a couple of trips back and forth if i if i need
0: to absolutely so kind of coming back to that point there so in your mind what is the role of technology in this kind of placemaking, community building world and multifamily, and kind of would love to kind of talk more about the partnership with Ali and doorbell and kind of how that plays into that view
1: sure well the, the the doorbell one's pretty easy i mean we, you know, we're, we're trying to tie our residents together we're trying to give them good amenities good programming make them feel like they are part of this smaller community doorbells provided that for us and frankly in a way better than we did it our on our own so um thank you it a lot. well it uh, it's, it's 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 true and um, you know i think that's the key to any Good venture in especially a technology venture is um, if you're specializing how can you provide a value added service in a way that's uh, that's better than someone can do on their own things like if you look at a, um, a NIM NIM on dry cleaning yeah right so I can you know, I can hit my app I can you know, dry cleaning in the same day um, storage we used to spend a ton of space and money on uh, storage um, it's really expensive to build but you go to a you know one of the storage apps now and, yeah. and a resident can uh, you know have a container at their door the same day and have uh, things retrieved the same day mm-hmm. um, dog walking we with some of our bigger buildings we have um 50 of our residents have have dogs i see a lot of them yeah i'm a dog lover for community uh, members and you know but People's lifestyle has changed so much, and they they at the same time they want to have a dog. So how do they do that? Yeah. They have service, and the service is available. It's 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 easily or it can easily be ordered. It, yeah. it can be take tried. your
0: Android out, you take your iPhone out. Yeah,
1: I mean some of the newer some of the newer ones, um, you're putting a GPS on the dog's collar, and I can follow where my dog is being walked. Um, so. All kinds of things like that just are just really changing the game. I mean, I think about five years ago, six years ago, maybe we we were uh we were doing a lot of our advertising um in supermarket handouts, yeah right as a lot the of people times have were. Changed. or or you know maybe that was a little bit further back, but Not by websites right. you know even before that it was by newspapers. You wouldn't even think of that today because your right. primary advertising vehicle is, is social media, yeah. and, uh, and and you know just being able to have people find you with a Google search. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it is really completely a game changer, and uh, um, I think those companies that have not been willing to take that leap um, or stay current are getting left behind. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really left behind.
0: its power of disruption is, is, is definitely a very mm-hmm. positive force, I think, in the real estate world where folks are being forced to really provide an exceptional service to residents. And I would argue that, you know, the, the example you made about the supermarkets, if anything, has, you know, the role of technology and websites and kind of the digital world, digital community has increased the returns to building that positive brand, that positive building association, that positive kind of ambassadorship among your residents where... Sure. Ink Block, Station Landing, Woodland, etc. are known entities and known brands in the city. And people gravitate towards that.
1: And people can shop from
0: their
1: their couch right now. Absolutely. Where where before it took more of a physical effort to go out and see things. Um, You are very well shopped and in a lot of cases reviewed
0: Right. before somebody even yeah, uh, goes out on the street. Providing that kind of competitive differentiation and just that level of brand awareness and relevance, I think, is absolutely essential. I think for the returns that are only increasing. Yeah.
1: Well, we, we spend a lot of time around here thinking about brands. And yep. what's, your, what's our brand, which is different in different projects. There's yeah. a project brand. There's a national development communities brand. There's a national development brand. Um, we have brands in our hotels, we have brands yep. in our senior housing. Um, but what does that mean? Why are we different? Yep. What do we represent?
0: Right, and how does that permeate to the resident experience? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd love to kind of hear more about you know, some projects that you may have worked on Ink Block, Station Landing, the district in Burlington, Ali uh, coming up in, in the South End as well. You know, how did you foresee those impacts and, and what kind of made those, those special brands to you?
1: Well, I could probably talk all day about some of our our, our things, maybe pick a couple. So, you know, Ink Block was really our our game changer in Boston. Um, We took an area that no one ever believed could be uh, developed into uh, high-end retail and luxury housing, uh, an industrial area, a really gritty area, and we had the opportunity to take an entire city block of over six acres and have planned um seven buildings there of which six are now open, and really, what we did was we we created a brand called ink block and um and then we uh we 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 built around that brand so we inv- we uh, really embraced the arts and music and uh food of the south end uh, a little bit of the grittiness of the industrial neighborhood and the old newspaper. And built a very special brand around it that um, has been successful. The final piece of that, the seventh building that we're under uh, permitting on right now, is um, what you referred to as the Ollie Building. It's got 7 ink by Ollie, um, and that is going to be co-living. And uh, it's just we were just featured on WBZ, who was doing a, a series on their 70th anniversary about what's next. Yeah. In housing and co-living is a way that people can live together um, with uh, smaller apartments, um, share a lot of shared uh, areas in the building, shared amenities and um, a little bit lower price point than multifamily completely full fully furnished right fully yeah. serviced uh, fully socialized.
0: So it's almost like a, a dorm room for adults. I know, we hate that. We call that I hate the, it as well. We call that the four-letter word, <laughs> D-O-R-M, um, because it really, in a way it is, but in a Absolutely. bigger way it isn't. It's, it's really the nexus, in my mind at least, of, of kind of technology, hospitality, and multifamily. And, and I think it comes back to the idea of placemaking. And I think exactly. the idea of co-living is so central to Doorbell and that you know, we want to bring that to any building, right? And sure. I think the community and the co for us is... Is really impactful, and I yeah. think coming back to the kind of quest for connection, or whatever you want to call it, the thirst for connection, it's it's just something that is such a phenomenal positive influence on a person, a community, a building, and hopefully a city that yeah. we're really excited to see it. Yeah,
1: yeah, we are we are too, and it fits very well into our block brand. Yeah, you know, the other one I'd mentioned, which. Uh, We're proud of all of them, but very proud of is the district in Burlington. Absolutely. So the district in Burlington is also a great example of kind of remaking the suburban office environment for all the changes in the world. So we've we took a very very tired 1970s 80s uh, office campus in Burlington, a plus suburban location and converted it into this very cool place where we built a street and we put restaurants on it. Amazing restaurants. we put amenities in and we put a hotel in. Um, We went back and uh, rebuilt an office building essentially and just rethought it from the core out so that one of the big features of the office building is an amazing outdoor deck that has a TV and has bar and places where people can socialize. Um, We didn't build a marketing office. We built this great experience center where you could go in and, like, imagine what today's office environment would look like. So that's been another fun one um, amongst many. We're uh, looking forward to expanding our horizons. We've got a couple of uh, new projects in Boston um, that I think will also be breaking some... Um, literal new ground that uh, we haven't quite announced yet but will be
0: coming soon. So, last question. What is the role of kind of experience and entertainment in not just a mixed-use project but a city? And In particular, I'd love to look at the the main Red Claws, which is an NBA Development League team that you own yourself and how that has been kind of this catalyst in in Portland.
1: Yeah, sports has always been one of my passions and I've had the opportunity to... uh, be part of starting a, a minor league baseball team in Worcester and a minor league basketball team in Portland. Uh, two great cities uh, currently in Portland. You know The Red Claws are affiliated with the Celtics and um, minor league entertainment is just, it's, it's great. It, it, is, it, it becomes an important part of the community. Yes. Portland happens to be a great minor league sports town. Uh, between the the Sea uh, the Dogs uh, on, on the baseball front and the uh, Red Claws on the basketball front, and you know, for a relatively good price, we uh, we offer some great entertainment. You can see the NBA stars of tomorrow. We put on a, a great. It's not just basketball, but you put on a show. It's an it's, experience. As what we call game presentation. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I've been uh, lucky to be a part of that, and that's something that's spreading around the country right now. Is how do you take, particularly minor league, but also major league sports venues, and create places around them, so it can be the the, the central core of placemaking, and it doesn't have to be a, uh, you know, a five hundred million dollar stadium. It can be a minor league ballpark. Um, I, so that's something that uh, I don't think I'll get another chance to do in this area. But it's been uh, it's been a fun ride. Yeah.
0: It seems like placemaking is really everywhere in the company, in your life, and it's really just something that in my mind at least is just such a positive force for cities and for the folks who live in the cities and more importantly. it it, it is and that's that's the fun of what
1: I do is just to get to be the, the thinker on that kind of stuff and you know, challenge ourselves to, you know, what would you do when you had a movie theater in Cleveland Circle that have been sitting there empty forever? How do you create something? Um, how do you activate the space? How do you activate it? And so we activated it with two buildings, but we put retail on the front. And, and uh, just to make it special and really create a place, we put the old circle sign from the theater back on the building, and it kind of marks Cleveland Circle. And just like things have changed around us in the South End at Ink Block, as we've talked about, expect many of the places we've done, including Cleveland Circle, will see offshoot development. That's really good placemaking. Absolutely. When 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 you're the when you're the catalyst and and other things happen around you.
0: Absolutely. Ted, thank you so much for taking the time and we're excited to be continuing our partnership. And if you want to learn more about national development and national development communities, you can check out ndcommunities.com. If you want to learn more about the communities within national development, you can also check out the Dorbo website where you learn about these phenomenal places to live.
1: And you can even follow me on Twitter at uh, TyGuy44.
0: Exactly. He has the best Celtics commentary in town. (laughs) Thanks so much, Ted.
1: Thanks, man.